0: lot to Radio. Motivations for Men. That's coming up next right here on the Parker J. Cole Show. Hi and welcome to the Parker J. Cole Show. I'm your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to a new friend of mine named Gregory Bloomfield. We met via Dr. Paulette Harper's book that we both worked on together. I can't wait to tell you about it in our interview. But from there, i just had an opportunity to get to know Greg and see what he's doing with his heart in the vineyard, helping men and motivating men to be men of God and to reach their potential in the name of Jesus, I cannot wait to tell you more about it in just a few moments. As always, I want to thank you for your support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for ten years. As God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, go to patreon.com/rightstuff. To stay up to date with PJC Media, go to pjcmedia.net. Click that pink follow button. You'll never miss a show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at PJC Media for updates, uploads, and more. Go ahead, subscribe today. Without further ado, I'm going to bring my guest on board. Greg, how you doing?
1: I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate you.
0: And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me. I never take it lightly when our guests come on board, and it's no different today. So thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here with me.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, Greg, you and I met via Paula Harper's book, and I say that rather abruptly. Tell my listeners more about this book and why it was such an important project for both of us. It
1: is an amazing book, Breaking the Silence, Unlocking the Power of Your Voice. We were both authors in that book. It was a wonderful experience. I think it was really important that we showcase some of the things that we go through as human beings. I know that there were eight of us in that book. I was the only
0: guy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was the token man. Yeah, <laughs> we never right. token, never token. Most yeah. men are very we important. Need men to write. <laughs> yes, yes, we write
1: do. books, and not just fiction, but non-fiction. I mean, shout out to all the African American authors out there, men and women. But I think um, you know it was really important to write this because we all shared our own personal experiences and something that we had to break the silence from, Um, something we had to overcome. And now it's been uh, a way to help other people with their own personal journeys. I know for myself, personally, I wrote about um, my struggles with imposter syndrome and how I've dealt with that personally. Um, You can get the book on Amazon or order it from one of us uh, individually from our respective websites. So, yeah, it it was a really good experience. We did interviews together with other networks. And, um, yeah, it was a shout-out to Dr. Paulette Harper and ByWord Publishing for the opportunity and experience and especially the chance for me to meet you. So thank you.
0: I was really impressed when we were talking just about your story, but I was also impressed about the things that you are doing outside of writing. And you do have a podcast that is motivating for men and I would love for you to expand on that, so our listeners can know more about it.
1: It's focused for everybody, really. It's it's um we've had some emphasis with men, male issues, but the t- the podcast is called Motivation Moments with Gregory Bloomfield. It's on every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on YouTube, Facebook, and on LinkedIn. And um, basically, it's to give one hour of encouragement, motivation. But the theme of it is be encouraged, be inspired, be motivated. So I would give a word um, on a certain topic or I would have a guest do an interview. Um, well, I actually, I don't even like calling it interviews. I, got, I call it conversations. So we have conversations with people about different topics. They share their stories and the podcast has grown quite a bit since its inception. We're on our In January, it'll be our fifth season. We just finished season four. So we're going to season five in January, and we're approaching our 50th episode. So it's been growing, and the following has been growing. It's been a great experience.
0: Congratulations. I know how hard it is to start, and I also know how hard it is to continue. So congratulations on five seasons.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: There is one thing I want to ask you about, and you mentioned how the podcast, I actually geared it toward men because I do think men need a lot of motivation in a culture that is very critical of men and masculinity in general. I do think that men need motivation. However, let's broaden the scope of motivation. Why do you think podcasts like yours that are used to inspire and motivate people are so necessary in this current climate.
1: I feel because there's a lot of negativity, particularly with men, and I feel that men a lot of times can't catch a break. I think a lot of times men are defined by what they can do and not who they are. And the affirmation that's needed for men, which I believe is one of our most critical love languages, is lacking For a lot of men, they may not get it from their spouse. They may not get it from their job. They may not get it from their kids. So I feel that having a podcast like this that is geared to motivate individuals, um, all individuals, but particularly men as well, um, is so critical in this space. There's a lot of images of men, particularly if we can keep it there, particularly with black men, that makes them not feel motivated or they're motivated in the wrong things. So I feel that when we talk about God and we talk about inspirational things, it puts people in the right mindset to be motivated to do amazing things, positive things, things that last, and it's good for society and good for the kingdom of God. So that's why I think platforms like mine and others are really important in this media space.
0: To that effect, you have written a book that came out this year and it was really geared toward fathers. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: The book is called The Five Twenty Two Man. It is uh my first solo book. I've done three anthologies and this was my solo piece. And um the geared towards it the why it's called the Five Twenty Two Man is because it's geared off of Galatians 5.22, which is basically the fruits of the Spirit. So we believe in the nine fruits of the Spirit is the true characteristics of Christ. The premise of the book is a, a, a real man is a man who's striving to be like the Lord. And what are the characteristics of the Lord? And now you can find them in Galatians 5.22-23. For the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. So those nine elements are so critical in the life of a believer. And the principles are universal. So you don't even necessarily have to be a Christian to understand those nine principles because no matter what your religion, I happen to be a Christian, so are you. But I think that those principles, no matter what your faith is or lack of, those nine principles are universal for to be a good human being and an inspiring human being. So that's the book, The 522 Man.
0: When we broaden our scope of what it means to be the 522 man, these concepts are universal, but they are rooted in scripture. And I think that's very important to highlight and showcase, because when you act as Christ did, then you tend to have a more self-sacrificing attitude. So you're not going to be filled with conflict. You're not going to be doing things willy-nilly just because you want to do them. Like one fruit of spirit, as you said self-control you're not going to be filled with hate because you're going to show love just like Christ showed love so I'm really glad that you use that to broaden the scope of it but still grounded in Scripture because everyone could use these precepts to become better people and interact in our world around us now let's go back to this whole thing about inspiration especially goes to our african-american men which is really your passion that you want to focus on what are some of the problems that you see plaguing our african-american men in today's society
1: one of the major problems i find is that just a knowledge yourself people don't know particularly men they don't know who they are so therefore they listen to the wrong voices i find that especially with our younger generation that social media tends to dictate who we identify as and, and a lot of the stuff you see on social media is not real i mean and you see people showing the highlights of their life. They show the cars, the cribs, and all in this, and the whole bunch of women that they're surrounded with. The car's got to go back to the car dealership because it was a prop. The cri- the house that they're shooting the video in is not their house. They're borrowed it, and the women are models. And uh, so we're, we're we're trying to live a fake life um, when it's not reality. Now, some of them don't strive for wonderful things, But I think it really starts with the core of who you are. Once you know who you are and you love who you are and who God has made you, you wouldn't want to shoot somebody. You wouldn't want to tear another person down. You know who you are as a man. And I think the other thing that plagues a community is a sense of family. I think, you know, with fatherlessness and relationships not sticking together or not being committed to relationships just basically men leading as Christ would lead the church and leading not just with their words, but with their actions and their integrity. I think there's certain things that in our community we need to work on. Not every problem that's in the African-American community, particularly with black men, we can blame white people on. Yes, there's historic racism, but there's certain things inherently within our communities that we need to fix. And that's by being a committee of one, having God in our lives and having a band of brothers that hold each other accountable and don't put up with nonsense in the community and stand for what's right and tell their brothers to do the same. So there's a whole litany of things that I could list. But we also, I want to add, Parker, that there are a lot of good things amongst black men. I don't want to say we're just all downtrodden. When we get our stuff together and when we have a knowledge of self, and we have that sense of community. It's a beautiful thing to see black men in unity. It's a beautiful thing to see black men dress well, speak well, encourage one another, save our money, put our resources together, treat our women properly, treat our children properly, particularly our young girls. When we mentor our sons to be not just like us, but better than us. So we have that in the community. I'm not even just talking about potential. I'm talking about we have that. We just kind of amplify those voices, deafen and soften or eliminate the voices of negativity in our community. So hopefully that answers the question of, of some things that plague, but we have a lot of black joy to go around.
0: Do you think that there is a spiritual warfare component to the negative images that are propagated through media and through social media that also plague the image of African-American men. And let me underpin that with a thought I had because a lot of times the image that is propagated is hip-hop, gangster, thug, image. And if you were to portray someone as an investment banker, let's say, or a doctor, that is not as readily accepted as this is Black excellence as much as having that hip-hop thug version, even though we all know that there is a wide plethora of diversity within African-American community. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Definitely. I mean, Ephesians 6 and 12, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, right? Principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. So there definitely is a spiritual component, I believe. There's a spiritual component in the music. I mean, I heard a joke on an Instagram reel and it was based, the joke was basically this. It's like, we at the club dancing and twerking and acting all crazy over songs and talking about killing your neighbor, talking yeah. about hom- homicide. And it's like, that's entertainment, you know, or people as a walking STD just having sex with everything that moves. <laughs> you know, I think apathy yeah. and the re- irresponsibility is being amplified, and that is not unintentional. That is not by happenstance. I I believe a lot of times we gravitate to negative things, so therefore that plagues our community and then art, quote-unquote, becomes life, or life becomes art. So I think it's important that we change those images. We can be the investment broker. We can have our own construction business. We can be the doctor. We can put out music that's positive, right? But you know unfortunately, negative stuff sells more. The other thing I think that's plaguing our african American community with men is the image of what it means to be a man. I think a lot of times in our communities, we love to soften the black man like a a man that is a heterosexual masculine man seems to be. Threat in Hollywood.
0: I have no idea why. That is not an observation that only you have made. Many people have mentioned that too, Gregory.
1: It's like um, as a straight, monogamous man in Hollywood gets blacklisted. Pardon the pun. But you take—I know some people will get mad in your podcast, but you know
0: hopefully they'll be okay. <laughs> they'll That's be funny. okay. <laughs>
1: but a character like Medea is celebrated. Yeah. It seems like the way that black men get successful in Hollywood is if they wear a dress Mm -hmm. or if they cross dress. Now, listen, I'm not hating on LGBTQ or whatever. That's not, that's not my issue. But what I'm saying is that the, the masculine or the emasculation of the black man in media is very problematic for me. Mm
0: Right.
1: Right. And that is attacking our culture as well, especially when we have black boys that are being raised by moms and by aunties and grandmas, and there's no men around to show them what it means to be man. A woman cannot show a boy how to be a man. And girls need men as well, because I have two kids. My daughter, the first man that she loved was me.
0: Yep, that's a daddy's girl.
1: <laughs> so I exactly. So I set the tone. I set the tone for every relationship she has going forward. My son looks at how I treat women, how I treated his mom and their mom, I should say, and it sets the tone. If I'm dating somebody, it sets the tone of how they treat. Let's go another. So. I think it's really important that we not just introduce our children to positive things and positive media outlets and not just the fight videos that you see people, black people beating up other black people in the street or in the school or whatever. But we also need to reclaim manhood. And I also finally reclaim our spirituality. Like, We all families don't go to church like they used to. Everything is online, which online has its conveniences, but it doesn't build, you don't build community online the same way you would be physically in a building, right? So I just believe that those are some of the things that we need to improve as individuals in our communities with our men so that way we can have stronger men and stronger families, stronger communities and stronger. I start with country, frankly. It starts with us as men, and we know that anything that trends or gets viable, nine times out of ten, it's a black person who did it. So let's make being smart and being responsible and having integrity, let's let that go viral rather than being apathetic and foolish.
0: I have to tell you, when you mentioned about the music that people were dancing to, there was a very humorous I think it was a TikTok or an IG video I came across where this young boy is playing different characters at a concert. And he shows himself as the big, tall superstar. And as a superstar, the superstar says, hey, how's it going? We're going to the shadow realm. And he's playing all these people, you know, because it's a, it's a skit. And right. he says, on one side, he's like, yeah, yeah. And the other side, like, yeah, yeah. And then the one in the middle is like, wait, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> Right. And then he goes, we're going to sell our souls. And he's like, wait, are y'all listening? (laughs) And so next thing you know, he has the music popping and he goes, demons, demons, demons. (laughs) And next to all the people are just dancing, dancing. He said, we need to stop listening to this music. Now, it was very humorously put, but there was a lot of truth to that. And it's actually quite fascinating how spiritual warfare is very visual now. And you see the satanic messaging all across the platforms that we're using and we're just uh eh. and so I think our final cause we get ready in our show today is for us as children of God to pray against this satanic infiltration into our communities and into our families into our music and that's we as creatives because I'm a creator I'm a historical fiction writer we as creatives, you're, you're a nonfiction writer and you Mosaic people, can bring about change because we call upon the name of the Lord. So what I would love for you to do, Greg, in a few moments we have left, I'm going to go ahead and mute myself, and I would love for you to pray for our communities today and pray as the Lord leads you.
1: Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name. Lord, we thank you for this outlet, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity to minister to those who are hearing this, hearing our voices. And, Lord, we're praying for our communities in a special way. Lord, your word says, if my people called by your name, will humble themselves, seek your face, pray in turn from our wicked ways, then we shall hear from heaven. You'll forgive our sins and heal our land. So, Lord, we really are asking for you to help us in our communities. But Lord, communities start with families and families start with individuals. So Lord, let there be a revival in our minds of what's right and wrong. And Lord, let me say this, Lord God, let it not be polluted with politics because politics always messes up most of God.
0: Amen, amen.
1: So Lord, I'm so happy that you're not Democrat or Republican, you're defined. So amen. Lord, we're asking for a spiritual revival. Man, touch the president. Touch the vice president. Touch all the leaders that they can see truly what God, who God is. And touch each and every one of us, whatever our profession or vocation may be. So, Lord, teach me to be a great father. Teach me how to be a wonderful companion, a wonderful friend. And, Lord, I pray to God that our lives inspire others, not our words, not just our words. But our lives inspire. Bless Parker in a special way, right in the corner where she is. May she be a beacon of light on and off the podcast, Mike. And may we continue to work together in our respective parts of the vineyard so that we can make a better world. And most importantly, that we'll be fit for um, our eternal home, which is heaven. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. What powerful prayer, Gregory. And I especially love the way you said, Lord, I'm glad you're not Democrat or Republican, but divine. And it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican, because at the end of the day, we're all going to kneel before him and cast our crowns before him. So thanks be to God that he is not divided like we are. And uh, that's another subject for another time for another show. And so, dear listener, I hope you were just blessed by Gregory's words today. Now, Gregory, If they want to get in contact with you, where can they find you online?
1: They can find me on the Motivation Moments podcast. If you go and look up my name, Gregory Bloomfield, it's the great black and white picture. You can subscribe there and look at the past episodes. It's also on Facebook, Motivation Moments with Gregory Bloomfield. You want to send me an email, it's um, bloomfieldting at gmail.com. Um, I'm on all social media platforms, Instagram as well. And, um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you.
0: Gregory, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. Really enjoyed having you and cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon.
1: I look forward to being back again. This was a wonderful show. Thank you.
0: And we were talking today to Gregory Bloomfield. He is the author of The 522 Man. It's a book you can get on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. And if you haven't had a chance to pick up our anthology, go ahead and pick up Breaking the Silence. It's presented by Thy Word Publishing. So go ahead, and pick it up on Amazon as well. Were you motivated by what Gregory said today? Were you eased by just the calm and serenity that came from his voice? Were you inspired to do something differently? Well, that's the whole point, dear listener. We don't just want to be in the world. We want to be change agents in the world. And you can do that. If you want to get motivation, go to his YouTube channel and his Facebook. Reach out to him to see how you can help. But whatever you do, go ahead and do something. We can make a difference starting today. Like Gregory said, families are made up of individuals, and individuals make choices. Pray to the Lord that you make the right choice today. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day, and God bless.